Hello, and welcome to the Let's Talk Fucking Cancer podcast. We are your support, so let's talk fucking cancer. And welcome back to the Let's Talk Fucking Cancer podcast. I'm your one of your hosts, Colette, here today with the fabulous, wonderful, my favorite co co-host, Leah. Thank you. And we're also joined by my favorite producer, Julia. Hello, guys. And we are really honored and excited today to have Tara, the tender-hearted healer, yes. in studio with hey. us today. Yay, we're starting on a fun note. Yeah. <laughs> Tears will come later. No, yeah. We got the <laughs> tissue this time, guys. We have the tissue. <laughs> um, so I I mean, if you know me and you've you've talked, had a conversation with me, you've probably heard me talk about my healer or my spiritual guide or my friend Tara. And so it's just it's really exciting for me to have you here and for everybody to just hear some of what you have to offer the world. I'm so really thanks for being here. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm excited to be here. And like, what an opportunity to present this, this podcast to so many people who need assistance and right. guidance and like the formation of community is super important. So yeah. I love that you're doing that both. Yeah. So I wanted to say we had Tara, I met you for the very first time last January, you came out to one of our waste functions, and you were such just a breath of fresh air. Mm -hmm. You gave us so much just love and insight. And mm -hmm. so we're excited to hear and share with the community. What is it that you do? And how did you get here? Because you're just so fabulous. <laughs> What do I do? Um, well, I so what happened was I was on my own personal journey in terms of healing and processing and all that good stuff. My journey started about 2013. I was in a really not so great relationship and I had come from an also not great relationship of mental and uh, emotional abuse. And I was in this relationship and I'll never forget the moment where, <clears throat> excuse me, where I had an epiphany. I was reading Brene Brown's Daring Greatly. Oh, okay. Yep. And she was talking about vulnerability. And I was like, oh, my God, I don't even know what that is. And I don't know what that is in context of my relationship that I was in. And I was looking at this person that I was with like, oh, oh, no. Like, <laughs> no, this is not working. Yeah. And so it really opened up a portal to understanding myself better and recognizing that a lot of the things that I had faced in terms of these not so great abusive relationships, the, you know, the common denominator was me and how I didn't really truly know myself enough to stand up for myself. I mean, I was just deeply rooted in people pleasing and perfectionism. And I just, at that moment, things changed. I started to make huge, huge differences oh, in my life. Yeah. And then uh, it brought me to coming into my own journey with hiring a life coach. And she was like, girl, I think you need to do this. Wow. And I was like, no, me. And so I then started to look into different options. And she introduced me to a woman who had a training course, a program, and I took that and the kind of the rest is history. Wow. And I saw what Tara was 
saying and doing. And I was at a point in my life mm-hmm. where I went, that's what that is. Mm-hmm. Now, had you been friends with Tara prior to this journey? Yes. Okay. So <laughs> what happened? What happened was <laughs> Tara and I bonded over a pair of gold alligator print slip-on sneakers. Okay. I love as it. As one does. As, as anyone who <laughs> knows me, this is not off base. And so we were working at a photo shoot yeah. and just absolutely um yeah just loved her loved her energy we started following each other on facebook (laughs) and it was like the connection was just there and i just felt like this was someone that i felt like yeah i could open up to her i Mm -hmm. could be vulnerable with her um and so yeah it was just such a small well, not a, not a small interaction, but... Um, small, but a monumental. Yeah. 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 And I, I thank you. I think that's like the best compliment that I can receive is having someone say to me, like, I feel comfortable opening, which, you know, can be a good thing, like your grocery shopping, and that could be a bad thing. Um, but yeah, having- my, our time was always <laughs> scheduled. Yeah. And... Um- <laughs> but, yeah, but having somebody say, like, I feel comfortable opening up to you. And that's one of my biggest things that I really advocate for is like you truly the space that I create is sacred. It is super secure. Um, It's very comfortable. That's my goal is to always create a space that is just based on trust and, you know, not not to be forceful. Like I don't want to force anything to come out of people. It's it's just comfort. What are a meeting you at where you are? Okay. I like that. And so you got to watch Tara go through this transition into becoming the tenderhearted healer, correct? Yeah. That's fantastic. (laughs) I guess so. My goodness. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was an interesting transition because again, like I said, I I took that course. I graduated from my practitioner course. Okay. And that was February of 2020. And we all know what happened after that. And so I was faced with like, oh my God, I have this thing in this dream and I don't know what to do with it. And so it actually started with just doing tarot because I had always been super interested. And that was part of kind of the journey that I was on was unlocking a lot of my intuition and my ability to just like use my intuitive powers. Okay. And so I started with the tarot and then it turned into a greater conversation. A lot of my clients were coming to me saying like, I don't trust myself. Can you help me trust me? Wow. I don't know how to proceed because I don't know how to make a decision because I've been told I'm this or that. And so, that, I mean, they weren't saying that directly, but like that was what was coming from a lot of the tarot sessions. And I went, oh, I see what's happening. Okay, so tarot can kind of be a gateway into understanding ourselves, but people need more. And so that's when kind of the door was unlocked for the coaching part and starting to do that online. Mm-hmm. And I just took the ball and ran with that. And I love that. I three love years that. later, here I am. Ta-da! Yes. <laughs> survived COVID and all yeah. the things. And here you survived, are. Survived grief, like yeah. all these things. Yeah. Which has made the process of my practice quite interesting. And yeah. we'll t- I'm sure we'll talk more about that. But yeah, yeah. that's been challenging for sure. So what sort of classes and one-on-one coaching do you provide? Yeah. So my classes have been kind of varied. Right now, I don't have any offerings by way of classes, but I have my one-on-one coaching program. Okay. And my my kind of focus is sustainability. So I don't do – the tarot is really the only kind of one-and-done kind of option I have. 
But for me, if we're jumping into learning about ourselves, it's not a quick process. And I really emphasize that to people. It's it's hard. It's like going to the gym after years of not working out muscles that you've never you know, yeah. touched or used. And so it's a continuous thing. And so the longevity aspect is a five-month program, which is um, – one of my favorite offerings because we really get to be comfortable with each other and talk about the things that maybe you don't want to talk about to your therapist or you know I use my tarot cards and my chakra talk and all that stuff that you don't get at like a traditional session and it's it's just a really well-crafted program around what my clients are really focusing on so it starts off with a conversation of like hey (laughs) <laughs> what do you want to focus on? And we talk about that. And then I create the kind of the outline from there. Okay. But then I, this year, introduced a grief course from dealing with and processing my own grief. Right. And after my dad died about a year and a half ago from cancer, um, I thought, you know, I think I've actually been placed on this earth to help people with their grief process. I love that. And that was like days after he passed. And it just kind of came out of nowhere. And I'm like, whoa. Okay, like message received. Thank you very much. And so I'm going to be bringing that back early next year because it was really helpful. And it just it was therapeutic in so many different ways. And so my focus is really creating compassion and empathy and understanding for ourselves because, shoot, that's that's where the gold is. Right. Because I know I definitely had never taken a look at understanding grief Mm. and how that affects your daily life once mm-hmm. you've once once you're supposedly moving on yeah. from it you know but if you haven't processed it mm. i'm now learning mm. it's taken me a long time <laughs> but i'm now learning that you know if you haven't processed it it's just hanging there yeah and so to have met someone like you that mm. works in that arena it's really really special thank you thank yeah. you and you bring up a good point about the moving on aspect which i think that's been one of my platforms just in general is like the 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 messages and the things that I try to convey and teach about is not that like we're going to abolish it like it's going to be poof right. gone and moving on like what does one ever really truly move on from grief like right. we just kind of live with it and process it and hang with it there and have a relationship with it and it sounds so weird right how do I become friends with grief but like that's been a personal challenge of mine I don't want to be afraid of death I don't want to be afraid of grief right. and so how do I create some kind of a bridge to that thing to say like okay I see you you're there you're actually not, you don't need to go anywhere. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to house you for a bit and kind of give you a little bit of what you need, but you can't control my life, P.S. Right. I'm not going to let you dictate my day to day, but I'm going to give you a space to exist. You can can rent the room in the basement. Yes. Right. But we're not moving all your shit in. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Love that. What did you used to say to me? Oh, um, oh my gosh. You can... you sit in your feelings but don't unpack your bags yes you may visit but don't unpack your bags i like that i like that one of my best friends told me that she we were talking about Mm. grief and when i was going through cancer and all the things Mm -hmm. and she said you know you your grief may visit but it may not unpack their bags i love that i was like okay but yeah you were saying that um a friend of yours had had told you that that Mm. grief can visit but not they can visit but not unpack their bags and so i always tried to keep that in my head but it didn't I hadn't done any work. Mm. I hadn't done anything to work through the grief or to let it not unpack its bags. So I would keep it in my head, but I was like, okay, so I've started doing the work. <laughs> Gosh, I, you know what? That hits me so well because I think 
now that you're saying that, I think I've let grief unpack a couple of uh, boxes in my space. Yeah. And I really like that. Like that, that it's such a good visual kind of like, I mean, you know what it is to unpack and you can see, like, at least for me, I can right. visualize that. And having that, but like, okay, you, it's cool. Like you could, you could rent the room for a year, but sure. now you've got to start packing yeah. up. And I think that's, uh, I was telling, you know, you, that I'm house sitting for my parents' house. Right, right. And so speaking of unpacking and like, you know, clearing out things that like my parents have held on to that clearly don't need to be in the home anymore, like broken fans and stuff, but right. fans that were in my dad's room and stuff like that. So yeah, it's time to, it's time to start packing up a little bit. I really like that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And I think a lot of people look at grief as um, this like evil thing that, you know, mm -hmm. everyone wants to avoid and, oh, I hope it never, I hope I never go through something like that. But I think it's, you know, grief and loss um, are inevitable mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's okay. And they're not this big, bad, evil thing that's going to mm -hmm. ruin your life. I think it's something that just nobody wants to go through, but everyone ends up going through at some point. That's and a yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. And that's something that I talked about because in my grief course that I taught, like it was it was all encompassing because a lot of people think like, oh, I haven't lost somebody. I don't I haven't felt grief. But we feel grief when we lose yes. our jobs. We feel grief when our, our plans change. Yeah. We feel grief after COVID. Like grief is literally in everything. Mm -hmm. I was actually just talking to a client the other day. They were saying like, oh, my gosh, my heart has been hurting because I had a friendship end. And I was like, my my love, like that that's is grief. that's grief. Yeah. And so it's interesting interesting how I had that actually the the thing that sparked the class that I taught was someone said to me after my dad died gosh you know I'm so sorry I don't know what that feels like but dot 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 and I was like uh I'm gonna call bullshit on that yeah because everybody knows what grief feels like and I get it that you're saying that you don't feel it in the capacity that I do mm -hmm. but I know that you know and why is it so freaking impossible to talk about why do we treat it like it's this horrific thing same with mental health and yeah. that's actually what kind of opened the doorway to many conversations i had a panic attack circa uh when was that 2017 and i talked about it online i was like i feel so isolated in this my husband didn't really know what that was and i just felt so alone and i shared online and so oh my gosh the amount of dms and yeah. messages i got i'm like why did I not know yeah. my cousin had one? Why did I not know that my neighbor had one? Like, it's just, it's, I personally, I know it's not silly, but it feels silly when we think about it, like how much we keep that on lock. Yeah. And it's like, why don't we just talk about it? Because like you're saying, like, the more that we share, people are like, actually, yeah, I do get that. Yeah. And that's how we reduce the shame. That's how we reduce the stigma is saying me too, which yep. I mean, why is, you know, the me too movement was created so we can have that like, oh, nothing's wrong with me. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing's wrong with me. Nothing's wrong with us. And I'm not alone. Yes. Right. That's the biggest thing is I feel like so many of us have sat here feeling so alone in mm. our grief or our sorrows, whatever it may be, or mental health, you know, journeys. And once we start saying it out loud, we're like, whoa, you too? Wow. Mm -hmm. You or someone just may have some insight for you. I 
have started seeing an oncology um, survivorship coach. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. And she talked about disenfranchised grief, which I had never heard of Mm -hmm. until we had done a little bit of research. And I still didn't quite get it when we talked about it on here. But when she was like, that's your disenfranchised. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I can't say that word. Well, it's hard. (laughs) And I was like, I just read about this. And so she's like, honey, this is so normal because you don't feel like your grief is you know acceptable it's not justified Mm -hmm. it's you know because you didn't pass you you know you're grieving Mm. something else and I was just like wow wow Mm. but I had I not ever started talking about it and had we not done our podcast Mm -hmm. and I found her from a podcast you know now I'm going oh my gosh people saying it out loud Mm -hmm. makes you go oh wow not alone. I'm not alone. And oh, wow, maybe I can get help from her. Or maybe I can, you know, do something about this. It's and that you bring up a good thing. Like during the process of losing my dad, I have been grieving the person that I was the moment before he passed. That I mean, life was jamming then I was doing well, I was happy. And like, there's a part of us that also the grief process, we don't talk about the, the things we miss that we don't have. And gosh, I love that you had that opportunity because we we just we need more of that. That's yeah. how we feel less alone in this world. Right. It's just the conversations and the community, like what you've created with this podcast. Yeah. And you taught you touch on something that I have said multiple times is there's the person that you were before. Yeah. And then the person that you are after that moment. Mm-hmm. There I call it, it's like a break in the time continuum mm-hmm. yeah you would it, literally i feel like my my life is a line and then just like there's a crack right mm-hmm. and then you just keep going and it's refreshing to hear someone else say mm-hmm. the person i was before and it is learning to live with the person that you are now mm-hmm. and honoring the person that you used to be yeah. yeah because if you think about it too like yeah, the person now, I'm sitting here talking about this. I've led a class on grief. I get to just understand people better. And actually, it helped me understand my clients because then I saw like, oh, wait a minute. Actually, what everybody is working through is is an extension of grief. So it 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 created that that bridge. And yes, absolutely. It's so it's it sucks. And I don't want to say like, yay, I'm glad I went through grief. But in a way, I am very, very thankful for the process because of the conversation we're having, just my understanding of self better, of life, it's, gosh, it's so huge. I was going to say, I think it's, um, I think anyone who goes through grief, you kind of have, you may have multiple paths, but there's two main paths. You can, mm-hmm. um, you can face the grief and the loss and you can heal from it, which in in past, you know, when I've gone through loss or grief, um, especially, um especially a couple years ago, um, you know, there was just this part of me where I was like, okay, you know, that that's done. Mm-hmm. What, you know, basically I have to choose now if mm-hmm. that's all going to be in vain or, and that's going to be for nothing, or if I'm going to come out on the other side of this better. And I had to really Dang. decide, like, I can't go back to, like, you just can't go back to who you were, to what mm-hmm. was before you you can't no matter how much you want that and you try mm-hmm. you can't and that's for there's a purpose for that and i think it's for us to choose to be better mm-hmm. it's a it's a learning opportunity mm-hmm. and i think when people are 
too afraid to deal with it or maybe mm. don't have a a person in their life who can help them heal and deal with it in the right way, um, it you can sink into it and you can maybe not come out um, on the better side of it. But when you really decide and and it's not easy i was gonna you know it's not it's not like a yes or no i'm gonna do this but you have to like face it and you have to work through it and you have to have those people in your life that push you to work through it in a healthy way Mm -hmm. and talk and talk about it because i think a lot of times too when you don't have that that outlet to talk about it and you're trying to do it yourself you just push Uh -uh, it down uh -uh, yeah you uh -uh. just push it down ma'am and getting (laughs) getting through it is like not acknowledging it you're just trying to go about life as normal. Yes, that's beautiful. And I really appreciate you sharing that and hearing. I think it's so important for people to hear, right? Because your process is going to be different than mine. But like, there's so much, um, I want to say advocacy in that, but like, I don't know if that's the right word, but there's so much advocacy for hope. There's advocacy for life yet to live. And there's, that's, part of I think the beauty beauty of that is like how do I continue on when this thing is gone and how do I create a better life and asking that question and sometimes a better life is just like going to a therapist and doing it all on your own but part of it is hosting this podcast right right. and you touched on something that kind of brought up the the reminder of like perfectionism right because perfectionism is i have to live in this or that it's 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 this or that black or white it's one thing or another and what you were talking about sounds so much like the gray area of life of going like oh it's the stuff in the middle it's the 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 um soaking up the the lessons and not knowing and not having certainty but knowing that there's maybe some hope in the future but you don't know what that hope looks like sort of living in like the nitty-gritty yes. and having to live in it to yes. yeah to decide where you're gonna go yeah. and you have to you have to sit in the nitty-gritty for a little bit right and, and and say like i don't know where this is gonna go but perfectionism will say you have to be happy by next year at this date right. like oh, kind of gosh. you know that kind yeah of- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which trust me, I've struggled with perfectionism, but um. Girl, that's why I do the work that I do. And I say to my clients, like, I'm no better than you. I'm not not facing this. I have a lot of tools from a lot of work and a lot of, yeah, you know, right. lessons and p- plans that I've paid for and classes I've taken. But like, I like to, my business coach actually taught me this. And I, I tell my clients, I'm literally just standing on like a, cu- a ledge like right above you and saying like, here, let me pull you on up oh, to meet you where I am. That feels good. I right? love that. Yeah. And I don't believe in this notion that there's like, I I don't, I don't necessarily know more than my clients, but I'm learning. Shoot. I'll, <laughs> there was a session, actually, Leah and I were talking about like bodies, like imagery and we, I mean, oh gosh, you yes. know, unpacking a lot and stuff that she shared like really affected me. And it was like, dang, cool. Okay. So I'm going to receive this and then continue this on right. for, you know, more to come. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad that I <laughs> shared something. <laughs> yeah. So I was what? Gonna, oh, sorry. I was just going to say real quick. The one thing that actually, when we first met at our January event mm-hmm. um, was the perfectionism thing where you're like, mm-hmm. perfection actually means was it done or finished mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. and you're like, we as humans, we're not no. done or finished, you know, so we right. we cannot be perfect because nope. we are not done. Mm-hmm. And th- that, oh my gosh, I use that all the time where I'm like, <gasps> you know, you're, you're not awesome. perfect and that's fine because yeah. you're still living, you're still here, you're still 
a soul learning, growing, mm-hmm. you know, that's not, you'll never be perfect because you're mm. you're always going to be growing and learning and changing. And I think changing is scary for a lot of people, but it's it's so necessary and it's yeah. so it's so part of life. Yes. Yeah. Heck yes. I will advocate that perfectionism does not exist. Like uh like dinner or breakfast can be perfect. Like, oh that, I'm so satiated that was perfect. This building, it's perfect because like, you know, it's built and it's beautiful. But like yeah, we don't have an end date. We don't have a completion of lessons. Like so right. there's it's it's just not even a possibility. It's just not. I, I at least that's what I very firmly yeah. believe in if yeah. you no, cannot tell I, the no. importance of my when my you said that to us in January yeah. it stuck with stuck with me too but Julia had talked about it so much afterwards and mm-hmm. I was like yes like it awesome. it really hit home with us yeah <laughs> so what are some of the tools that have helped you through your journey mm-hmm. and that you utilize Dang. where do I even start <laughs> so when I when I first started I was soaking up like pretty much any book I could get my hands on. I watched uh, Oprah's Super Soul Sunday uh, like all the time, and she what it was. Can really, you tell us like yeah. what were wh- tell us where were you at in your grief journey? Like what mm. were you feeling? What made you seek out those resources? Mm. Well, gosh, so the when I when I first started back in 2013, that was just being at that place of like just being done fed up just like i'm done and like wanting to soak up everything i could but in terms of like my grief process when i lost my dad it was like what's happening to me i want to know like i'm curious and that's where a lot of like just the the process begins is asking questions and not in the like judgmental kind of way like what's going on with you it's like Interesting. I wonder yeah. what's happening to me. Right. And so why why am I feeling this way with grief? Oh, I'm angry as hell because that's part of the mm-hmm. grief process. So fi- going online, finding resources, just type honestly, I typed in one day, I think it was like grief resources and I found like a plethora of of things and books and so I'm an advocate for like read, mm-hmm. watch things, listen to conversations, listen to podcasts. Yeah. Um have some kind of uh, curiosity to soak in information. But I also teach from the perspective of a somatic experience. So it has to land in your body as well. So there's the elements of like moving your body, going for walks, um, dancing it out, rage screaming in your car, um, doing all the things that you can to just help the energy that's inside of you have a place to go to. Because if okay. you keep it, you suppress it, you don't talk about it, then it it just boils over time turns into a panic attack like mine did and so a lot of the resource resources i have had are just from learning honestly learning just being curious asking like i wonder if there's a resource for dot 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 i'm a huge advocate for therapy so Mm -hmm. i but it's interesting because i was in i still am I was in therapy and I just got to a point where I was like, this isn't enough for me right. anymore. I need something more woo-woo. And so I went online. More spiritual. In, yeah, yeah, I typed mm-hmm. in life spiritual life coaches near me and got a life coach and wow. started to work with her. And so I know that a lot of people don't have the means. And that's why I produce some of the content that I do. So you at least have some kind of there's so much information out there now yeah like you don't have to pay you know and and that's what i also say to people like shoot me a question like let's i, I don't care right who, you know let's have a conversation like i can send you a website that's really helpful and just and it can be really overwhelming so that's why i 
advocate for the work that I do is like, I help direct you in that way. Well, I listen to what your cha- your challenges are. I'll give you some kind of a journaling exercise or some meditation to work on, or I give my clients homework and That's say right. like, you know, yeah. go work on this. So there's, um, there's so many great resources, but honestly, um, it's just tailored to what you're working on. So it's kind of a... I love how individualized yeah, it yeah. is and, yeah. and how you're you're really listening to what mm-hmm. they're going through. Right. And you're like, I have the resources for you. Yeah. Not only the resources, but the yeah. work to do and, you know, the kind heart to to yeah. talk them through it yeah. and to yeah. talk them, you know, and and amp them up to, mm. to, to take on those resources mm-hmm. and, and really do their own advocacy and research. Yes. And, yeah. Advocacy. I love that. That's it. That's it. That's the word. That's advocacy right there is that's what you're doing is just advocating for yourself right. and having the means to... Do one simple little thing. And that's the other thing about perfectionism. I'll say like, you have to have a therapist. No, you don't. You can start to read. You can start to talk to people. You can start listening to things. You don't have to pay to start the process. And just taking that little bit of a baby step, it's a matter of just chewing a little something. Today, I went for a five-minute walk. And you know what? That's better than nothing at all. Right. And mine was meditation. I started with, I don't know how to meditate. Guess what? Nobody does. Ah. Newsflash. <laughs> Newsflash. It's nobody knows how to. You start, your brain's like, what are you doing? And then you're like, I, this is wrong. But then that's part of the process is the learning how to calm that down. So for me, it was, I started with five minutes. I was, mm-hmm. I set my timer. I sat. That was it. And that's what started for me. But, you know, some people, that's not their thing. So I give, like, my clients, um, journaling exercises. I call it my bullet point gratitude. So sitting down, think of three things and write it in bullet points. You don't have to write a full sentence or a paragraph. What worked today? What worked in your favor? Did you get out of bed? Yes. Cool. Write that down. Did you make a phone call that was scary for you? Cool. Write that down. And you'll be surprised. Like we think like these accomplishments have to come in this grand entrance of like change. And it's that's not how progress works. Yeah. Progress is in the minute things that we just blaze over. Yeah. yeah. And so paying attention to the things we blaze over. <laughs> so start from there. Yeah. Well, and that's one thing that I really appreciated about working with you was those little steps. Mm. You made it very tolerable. And I didn't mm. feel like, okay, if I'm going to commit to this healing journey, I have to throw out everything in my house. I have to clear my schedule. I have to, you know, it. it's figuring out how to make it manageable so that it fits into mm-hmm. your daily life. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I meditate in the morning. Sometimes I meditate in the afternoon. Sometimes yeah. I meditate before bed. It's just right. whenever I can fit it in. Yes. And, and I think that makes it sustainable too. Yeah. Because yes. you're not, it's not everything at once all the time mm-hmm. from here on out. Mm-hmm. It's like, Am I going to take the five minutes, you know, during my crazy busy workday to go outside and walk around the building for a second? Because I owe that to myself and I have the right to do that. And I I don't have to be chained to my desk just because I have a bunch of emails. You know, it's so small. And I think once you do, once you really get down those small things, Mm -hmm. the bigger things aren't as 
intimidating. Uh, yeah. Girl, yes. That's why I say I do not believe in resolutions. I think resolutions can be <laughs> very toxic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we, because we set off these like, I'm going to lose 200 pounds and I'm going to do this. Right. And then you're like, oh my God, by March, you're like, I haven't done any of it because yeah, you're not used to that. And so you don't know how to make that change and it's too overwhelming. And then your brain tells you you're impossible. You can't do this. And so by making those little baby steps, just choosing one little chunk. And I like to say, rather than resolutions to intentions, like my intention this year is to find like mine for um, uh, for the summer has been like sustainability. What does that look like? I don't really know that answer yet. And so I'm working on that and creating more of that myself. But then when you ask yourself just that one question, it opens up that portal of thinking differently and you know, working with our brain to say like, Shh, you're being a little jerk right now. Like, stop it. <laughs> oh, right. God, yeah. I was yes. going to say, I... Who doesn't know that? <laughs> I've just learned what having, like, an inner monologue is, like, what actually being able to talk to yourself is and ask yourself questions yeah. and then not filter those, like, not... Mm-hmm. Um, um, what's that term? Um, not... Edit um, or have any judgment. Basically, yeah, like not filter, like not like be completely (laughs) candid with yourself, like Mm -hmm. um, just not, yeah, not come from a place of judgment, like ask those questions and Mm -hmm. let yourself fully answer them and then go from there Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, see how you feel about that answer. And if you feel that that is okay for you or if that's something that maybe is an intrusive thought or is an internal judgment Mm -hmm. of yourself. And I have just learned kind of how that how talking to yourself can really, you know, because I've, I've done therapy and I've, yeah. I've, it's not that I am against therapy. It's not that I don't like therapy, but mm. the the most growth that I've done as a person has been me just talking to myself in my head, <laughs> Yeah, <and laughs> which might sound crazy to some people. No, but no. that's, I mean, that's really what it is, right? Absolutely. And, uh, I had a coach who taught me like, use your phone app and you are the you know the voice memo app on your phone talk to yourself like you're talking to your best friend and dish in the dirt like you know and then keep it or delete it whatever you want to do like yeah say it's it's the process of getting it out yeah and out of your uh, of your system yeah right and getting it purging your your system of that censoring that's what i was saying earlier (laughs) not censoring yourself (laughs) well and i think something that julia you just brought up and that Again, Tara, this is the first me was having that inner monologue with yourself or checking in with yourself. Mm-hmm. When you were like, check in with yourself, I was like, what? Huh? <laughs> How do I do that? I'm fine. Girl, you crazy. <laughs> no, it was just like, like I, I was like, I'm- no, no, no. I've had enough of me. I need someone else yes, up here. Right. Like, I'm I'm tired of my own voice. Like, go. Do you want to tr- do you want to try something real quick? Yeah. And actually your listeners can try this like just to start the process. Yeah, I love Let's that. do okay. it. Okay. So, right when we don't know, especially like with I am a huge advocate for learning where your stuff came from because a lot of the yeah. things you're saying inside of your head aren't even you. Like they sound like you. They so what? <laughs> Leah's raising her hand. Yeah. <laughs> so, you mentioned St. Brene earlier. Yes. the thing that she said that stuck with me and I think I've shared this with you and it literally I had to stop breathe listen to it over again Mm -hmm. and because it just it caused a physical reaction in me and it was there are stories that are put inside of us Mm -hmm. without our permission and they're not 
true. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I mm-hmm. love that. Mm-hmm. That That's what oh. I do with my clients. I'm like, who told you that? Who told you you're stupid? Yeah. Who told you? What told you? Society? The, you know, the patriarchy? Like what? what where did that come from? Because it sounds like you. It it might be you, but I guarantee you it did not start from you. Right. Like, it's your voice, but it's not your idea. Yes. And it's not, yes. It's not how what you actually believe. It's what you've been told. Yeah. yeah. So if you're right, if you grew up in a childhood or you grew up in a situation where like you were taught like me, your feelings aren't um, – no, uh, they yeah, they don't take precedent over some other things in your life. Um, then you learn to to kind of kind of turn off that acknowledgement of where in your body you're feeling things or what you're even feeling. And so the somatic process is starting to understand. Okay, oh, I'm feeling it here. Like, okay, I'm gonna do a little like clearing and energy work. Yeah. So this is just something simple that you can do that I have my clients or have my clients do to check in with themselves. It's just checking in with your heart. You're gonna ask yourself a couple of questions. And I'll guide you through that, and we'll we'll just do this, and yeah. it's like really quick. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, go right. ahead, and if this. you feel comfortable, just close your eyes. Okay. And I just would love for like we have mics in hand, but the, you can take your other hand, or you can even put your microphones down if you want, and just placing your hand in your laps, or place your hands in your lap. And if you're feeling like you are feeling a little unshaky, or feeling shaky, a little unsteady, place your hands, palms down on your knees. Or if you're feeling like you just are really like, I want to soak this up. I want to soak in any messages I can. Flip your hands over towards the sky. And you're just going to take a minute just to sit here, right? We don't tend to just sit and like pay attention to our bodies. And first, we're going to make sure that our jaws are not clenched. So let your lips part open, do a little bit of mouth breathing. And just focus on really letting that tension go in your jaw. We're going to do the same with our shoulders. So I'd love for you to take your shoulders, raise them up towards your ears, roll them back and just drop them down and just start to feel you can keep doing that. Just start to feel some of that tension dripping down. It's not the goal is not to make it go away completely. We're just giving it a space or permission, I should say, to just kind of dissipate. Allow that to kind of carry down. Maybe you're sitting on your couch or you're sitting in a chair listening to this. And so if you feel like your back is too rigid, just scoot your booty a little bit and really place your sits bone comfortably on the chair. You can feel some relaxation there. And just carry that down to your thighs. See if you maybe need to like just let your legs hang. Go down to your calves and go down to your feet. And it's interesting. We don't pay attention to our feet, right? How we're placing our feet. And sometimes when you're tense, you're placing your toes like really heavily into the ground. So just give your toes a nice little permission to just like chill, chill on the carpet, chill on the grass. And we're just letting our bodies know it's time to just create some peace. And so we're going to signal that even further by our breath. We're just going to do a couple of deep breaths in for four. We'll hold for four and then release for four. And what this is doing is signifying to our nervous system like you're good. You don't have to be in fight or flight right now. Maybe you are still a little bit, and the goal, again, again, is not to be perfect, but we're just giving ourselves a little permission to just relax. So with your nose, go ahead and breathe in for a count of one, two, three, four. Hold for one, two, three, four. Release four, three, two, one. Good. Just pause. 
check in. How did that feel? Did it feel weird? Did it feel tense? Did it, you know, just create some curiosity. Just how did that feel? And just ruminate on that and take another deep breath in through your nose for one, two, three, four. Hold for one, two, three, four. Release four, three, two, one. And again, just letting yourself check in. Maybe that felt a little easier that time. Maybe it didn't. That's okay. It doesn't have to be anything specific. And so taking your your right hand, hopefully that hand is free. I'd love for you to take that and just place it on your heart. And you can keep that breath pattern going if that feels really nice to you, or you can just go back to your natural breath. We're just letting our heart know like, hey, I'm, I'm here. I get that you're there. I'm going to take care of you. I just want to check in with you and see how you're doing. And I just want you to ask yourself this simple question and let yourself answer in your mind. You don't have to say it out loud, but just say to yourself internally, how am I doing? How's my heart doing today? Allow whatever comes up to be your first thing. Don't edit it. If your heart says sad, it's sad. If your heart says confused, it's confused. Try not to edit the answer that comes through. And the next question is to ask your heart, if you were a color, what color would this be associated with? And again, let whatever color comes through. Maybe it's brown, maybe it's pink, maybe you don't know where this color came from. But again, you're just letting yourself receive that color. And then the last question I'd love for you to ask yourself is, if I could move in any direction, what is that direction? What's a word that's associated with that direction? So is it hope? Is it movement? Is it dedication? Again, let that answer come through. And you might struggle with this. If this is not something you're used to, you might get huge blanks and that's okay. We're just trying to create some listening to ourselves. We're not, again, trying to create any perfect example of what our bodies are. Just keep those answers on lock and taking your hand, placing that back on your lap. And just take a nice deep breath in and let that go. Yeah, let that go. Real quick check in. Start to wiggle your fingers and your toes. We're just signifying to our bodies like, hey, we're going to wake up in a second. We're going to open our eyes. We're going to come back to the world. Maybe rub rub your legs, feel the texture of your pants, maybe smell anything that you smell in the room, maybe a candle, taste any residual coffee or tea or whatever's in your mouth. Listen, do you hear the sound of my voice? Do you hear a fan? Do you hear a car? And then lastly, when you feel ready, you can open your eyes. That was so nice. I love that so much. Everybody's so chill right now. Oh my gosh. I was like, when you were first doing it, I was like, I'm relaxed. I'm relaxed. mm. And we got down to my back and my toes. Mm. And I was like, oh my God, my toes were crunched up in my shoes. And my back was, I was like, no. Did you even realize that your body was doing that before? No, I had no idea until you said that. And I was was like, do you remember that one time I was sitting on the couch and you looked at me and you're like, what is going on? Why are you like that? And I was like, what do you mean? And my toes were (gasps) curled so tight. And I was like, oh, whoa. And I didn't realize how tense I was. And I do that all the time. But for me this time, it was like my arms. Mm. Arms were like very tense. And so the second Mm -hmm. time we did it, 
Whatever I was able to relax. And you can yeah. take a lot more time to do that. Yeah. Like that was the sped up version. But what's interesting, so like I'll oh, Leah, yes. be my guinea pig. Okay. So do you mind sharing like what 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 did your heart say when you checked in? Fulfilled. Oh, that's beautiful. And what was the color? White. Wow. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. So white and fulfilled. What do you think? Do do you think those two have any connection? And if they do, what do you think that is? I think for a long time, I've been trying to find my, like I'd gotten, I felt like I got off course. Mm. And finally, I feel like I'm finding my way back. Mm. Um, but with a, like the healed version of mm. me, um, bringing what I want from my past into mm. what I'm doing currently and leaving things that aren't serving me in the past um dang and you came up with that about yourself in just what three five minutes well i mean that i've been working on this for a while (laughs) like how freaking cool is that like that you and like when you i hear white i think like oh like crown chakra like oh maybe there's some like connection to a higher entity or something like you're you're you know your top of your head portal is opening up like that might have some kind of connection too okay that's beautiful thank you does anybody, anybody so else want to share theirs so mine was progress and purple oh and i don't know what the correlation purple is but it just popped like it was like first a little bit of yellow and then purple just came through mm. so what do you think when you think of purple like does it have any type of like vibe for you it does for me it feels um kind of powerful but less yes less uh aggressive yes yes you know what i mean purple is a power that's or a a color that's often associated with royalty so like um when i think of purple i think of like your head lifted high like that is some of your your um third eye a little bit and i've i had felt so down and so Mm. um not like I was progressing for so long mm-hmm. and I'd feel like I'm working those steps now and I'm doing the work. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I'm making progress. And then purple just came out of nowhere. Yeah. So that was really cool. That's super cool. Yeah. And like, it, you know, it's not always going to come like there have been, trust me, I know Leo knows this too. There are plenty like my heart feels a little tired right now because I've been dealing with a lot of my parents stuff. Yeah. But I also feel like green, which is associated with my heart and hope and yeah. like newness and uh, grass and spring and like freshness so there will be little like cues that you can even go online and type in like what does the color green typically mean what chakra is that associated with like so you can get these little pieces of where you are and place them together you won't maybe know them necessarily immediately but like just when you create again huh how are those two connected that's interesting. I don't know yet, but I'm going to do some research and maybe see. That's so they're just great. creating little like yeah into you. Into and just yourself. from those few minutes, I look know. what you did for us. <laughs> <laughs> well, and to speak on, you know, acknowledging things and maybe saying, I don't know where to put that now. Yeah. But just being aware of it. Right. And then later on having it click and you make that connection, you're like, that's what that mm-hmm. was. That's why I love doing tarot readings for myself. If I'm confused in the moment, yeah. like I did one yesterday because I was irritated by something, but I was like, I need to <laughs> to think this through before I say something that is not so nice. <laughs> Hello, full moon. 
(laughs) (laughs) Yes. And so I did the reading and and it doesn't always happen where it clicks instantly. A lot of the times I'm like, oh, I must have I must have done that wrong. Mm -hmm. That doesn't feel right. That doesn't click. And then and then later it does. And I'm like, oh, it wasn't what I was thinking it was about and trying to apply it to. It was about this whole other thing that I wasn't quite aware of yet. You've planted the seed. That's why I say to people, you plant the seed. Yeah. And then it will, over time, eventually grow. It's not going to grow immediately. Like, we can't plant a seed and yell at it and go, like, grow, because <laughs> it won't, right? It'll do probably the opposite. But, yeah, you planted that seed so it'll sprout in time. I That's mm-hmm. funny, because I did. I pulled a card from my friend the other day, and she was like, mm-mm, I don't, I don't know about this. And mm-hmm. then the very next day, she was like, oh, oh, my God, I got it. <laughs> so that's the best yeah. part about doing stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, I'm curious just to – so mine was – um. At first, when you said, like, check in, how does your heart feel? I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I don't know. But mm-hmm. then the word ready popped up into my head, and then mm. my color was pink. Oh, ready and pink. Oh. So what does pink mean to you? What do you, what do you associate with pink? I think it's it's less, like, less of a fiery passion than red, but mm-hmm. it's still, like, um, I guess, like, motivated or just, like um, – it always reminds me of like um just a lot of like love and feeling mm-hmm. very like yeah. like a lot of love to give, you know. Yeah. yeah. Like when you yeah, it's like I think of pink and red like, you know, Valentine's Day and love and mm-hmm. like but also pink is such a playful color like you mm-hmm. think like I think of pink and I think of like our childhood and like being a little kid and right. like playing dress up and so maybe yeah. you're ready for more play maybe you're ready for Ooh. love like who the heck knows that has because the cup that, that you pulled the other not the cup um the uh card the card yeah yeah about play yes 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 that was my i do that's one of the things i do on my instagram and, and tiktok i do oh, i pull the community reading yep the community readings and so the oh, card and i actually oh. watched that one and it didn't click until just now <laughs> The portal has been open, my friends. <laughs> I always say there the, you go. I always say the synchronicities. I'm like the synchronicities. <laughs> we're, we're on the right track, and we are going to be linking your Instagram for yes, sure, or you. any other social medias, so our listeners can hop on there and see who you are and what you're all about because you produce the best content. I thank love you. I watching love your content. <laughs> thank yes. you, thank you, thank you. That's I love it so much. It's so fun. You're yeah, really good at it. You no, are. Thank you. I start. Yeah, I start like just. It's interesting because I. I was talking to a friend who was like, I don't know where to start. I'm like, just start talking about the things that you that piss you off. Because that's when I start I start talking about like, why can't I not talk about my panic attack? I should be able to talk about right. this. Why am I hiding this? Why am I not talking about this? And I started really like focusing on the things that drove me nuts. Yeah. Like that I just yeah, so to start with like there's a place for us to, to always begin. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and one of the things that I learned in our class was stop shooting on other people. Stop mm, shooting on yourself. That is my favorite saying now. Ever since you said that, I <laughs> even said it in my my um, nurse coaching thing the other day. I was. She goes, "That's that should." And I yep. said, "Yeah, I've been told to tell people stop shooting on me." Yes, <laughs> I advocate for that. Uh, that's if you don't know where to start in terms of your verbiage yeah. and the language you talk to yourself. Start with the shoulds, the have tos, and the need tos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The shoulds, I should take care of this i should call my friend like that sounds so like but if you say like i get the privilege of being able to call my friend uh, like i would love the opportunity to go to the grocery store i have the means to like when you just do one simple like word check yeah then that opens again that gateway to like more possibilities i've actually you told us that in our in our little class that we did and then i actually took that into my relationship and i was like you know what Mm. we will never do the things that we 
want to do if we keep telling ourselves like we need to do it because then mm-hmm. it's a chore. Yes. And we don't it it's it's a big thing that is like mundane and it's like weighing on us. And I was like, but I I want to eat better. I want to be more active. I want to be in touch with my friends. Mm. Like I the other day was like, oh, I, I really should reach out to so-and-so. But then I was like, no, I want to. And so we went and met up after And work, maybe so. you don't. Right. I should. Do I really want to talk? No, I don't want to talk to anybody right now. Okay, right. then don't. Right. Don't. And like yeah. there's things, right, I need to go to the grocery store. I need to pay my bills. But like, you know, I've uh, this has been hard for me, like, uh, bills. Yeah. But I'm trying to think of like, well, gosh, we have the capacity to. And remember back in the day when we were barely able to pay our bills, like right. we get to pay our bills now. And right, what yeah. a freaking right. amazing, amazing thing that is now. So even yeah. just changing the the have to's in life that we do truly have to do. Right. Yeah. I have to eat. OK, but do I have the means to eat? Yes. OK, so great. There yeah. We go. Yeah. yeah. I, I love like that. that. I feel like we could talk forever. I know. know, Seriously. Thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate the time, your vulnerability, your authenticity, you you sharing so much of yourself with us. Um, We're just really grateful. So you have so much to offer our community and the community at large that I just want to continue to spread your message Mm, and be sure that we know where people can contact you also. And I I personally would love to have you back for sure. Yes. I I (laughs) feel like, yeah, we didn't touch. I know, seriously. So much more. Girl, we could talk about grief more. We could talk about all the things. Yeah. And I would be honored to come back and yeah, Yeah, people can definitely reach out. That's the nice thing is with my with the services i i offer a free 45 minute consultation because i want to see like do we even vibe together like is this a good thing like Mm -hmm. you know so i'm always open to having conversations with people yeah yeah. and so what's your instagram handle it's it's the underscore tender underscore hearted underscore healer (laughs) (laughs) if that's not complicated enough and then on uh inst or on uh tiktok i'm the tender hearted healer okay um on facebook same tender hearted healer my website is the tender heartedhealer.com and that actually that name came from me being such a tender and sensitive person and really hating that about myself and then stepping into that oh. understanding of like wait a minute I actually really like this about myself yeah, yeah. so utilizing yeah. that as like my place to connect with people like right. your sensitivity and your tenderness are good things they're not curses and like how do you right. utilize that well I, I will that. be sure and put it all in our show notes so awesome. listeners go to our show notes you can find the tender-hearted healer and all her glory on our page and um if you have any topics that you would like us to uh maybe do with another episode with tara on or if you have any um topics that you want us to research or anything please reach out to us at podcasts at weareyoursupport.com and find us on all of our social media at the ltfc underscore podcast and listen to us on all the all the podcasting platforms we don't have to list them give anymore us a review, <laughs> give us subscribe. a nice kind review and then come if you back. follow it'll pop right up into your feed on tuesdays <laughs> yes yes <laughs> yep. so you don't even have to search for us anymore and um join us next week for our spotlight episode and um we'll see you next time thank you for being here tara we thank you. love you yes thank, thank you. you thank you thank you we, we are your support, support. Thank Thank you you for talking talking cancer. cancer.